One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 18, Episode 10, Don't Put All Your Eggs in One Basket. Is it Episode 10 or was it Episode 11? Oh shit, do I have that wrong? Do I have that wrong? I thought it was Episode 10. I think I have mine as 11. Are you that eager to skip ahead, Corey? I'm pretty sure it's episode 11. It's okay, we're not a professional podcast or anything. No, it's definitely episode 10. Excuse me? Yes, you doubt me, I see. This is strange. I'm curious as to how long this has been wrong, because the past three that I have, everything in order, like this one is marked as 11, because it it should be 11. So I don't know. Did I, did Sometimes I get an you're extra wrong. one? Did I get an extra one in there? <laughs> Can you believe this is episode 10, though, in this season? My God. Clearly, I can't. <laughs> I can't believe it. And I won't believe it. What'd you think of this episode? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Is that advice to the wives or is that advice to Cody to not put all of his eggs in the robin basket? <laughs> mm, he's definitely stacking that one up. I enjoyed this episode. But then reflecting on it, I think it was because it was easy to take notes on because they were recycling so many scenes of couch footage where people were just saying things that we've already heard them say this season. Do you have episode 10's description? I have episode 11's description, (laughs) if that's what you're asking for. The TLC description for this one is, Christine is excited to celebrate her first Easter since divorcing Cody. Janelle says her life is also better without Cody, but reveals she would consider polygamy again. After learning Aurora is interested in a boy, Mary reflects on marrying so young. That really wasn't a big revelation from Janelle, though, right? Because she revealed that to the audience already a few episodes ago. Look, we're getting to the point in the season where continuity is right out the window which is clearly apparent when my joke last week on last episode was Easter in July, 
And that's kind of what we get in this episode. I was hoping for some timeline compression here. I didn't even remember that you said that, but... It was a joke. It was a throwaway (laughs) joke. But yet again, it's another one of our jokes that just happens to become reality on this show. We're just too tapped into the mindset of the producers and the editors of the show. It's kind of messed up, if we're being honest. Are we channeling them? Maybe we have powers. Superpowers? Special powers? Psychic powers? I doubt it. No? All right. I have an episode rewrite for us, though. Let's hear it. An episode description rewrite, to be clear. I did not rewrite the entire episode. The whole episode, episode, yeah. I wouldn't (laughs) want you to do that. Christine really sticks it to Cody by embracing paganism. Janelle adds no hookups to her dating profile. Robin and Mary pretend to interact as sister wives. Yeah, I guess we're pagans now. (laughs) I mean, with all the Harry Potter that True listened to, it's just one slip away from paganism, right? How about hedonism? Is Christine at that point yet? Christine or Janelle? Because I think we learned this episode, Janelle might be a freaky bitch. I guess that's why her and Christine are getting along so well now. Just a couple of freaky badges. Before we get into the episode, you all know the drill. You can join us over on the virtual cul-de-sac at patreon.com slash surviving pod. We have recaps of Sister Wives seasons one through ten. Ten, not eleven. <laughs> we just covered an episode of Project Fear. Was that the name of it? Yeah, not Project Runway. Every time you say it, it makes me think of Project Runway, which maybe, I don't know, we'll throw one in there. Not the same show. Not this one. Yeah, there was spooky season for Project Fear. And I think coming up next is going to be a recap of Welcome to Plathville. Yeah, we're about due for a Plathville recap. This season has been wildly amusing. A lot of thoughts on Plathville. Lots of opinions, things to be shared. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's go ahead and open with a wildlife documentary series in Flagstaff, because that's what we open with in the episode. Were there animals? Lots of critters. I didn't even clock them. Critters, creatures, running about. Well, it is the springtime in Flagstaff, and it is time to celebrate yet another holiday without Cody and Robin. In late May, early June, just in time for Easter. Well, but now we're we're rewinding backwards. Correct, yes. We've been all over the place. We've been to May because it was Janelle's birthday. Now we're going back in time to the early spring and Easter. We heard that they mentioned that the last time that they talked, they were having a serious conversation at Garrison's house. So that places that conversation before Easter. So who knows when any of this stuff is going on? We're shuffling all over the place. But we're celebrating Easter with Janelle and Christine. They're trying their best. They're not very experienced in celebrating Easter, as that becomes abundantly clear. But we find out why. It's because Cody's not celebrating Easter. He doesn't celebrate Easter. He celebrates Resurrection Sunday. Right. Easter to Pagan. Not into it. They decided they were not going to be doing Easter as a family. But you know what they were going to do? They were keeping things very Christ-centered, as they told us, by celebrating Passover. Yeah, there's nothing like appropriating a Jewish holiday to really keep the focus on Jesus Christ. (laughs) There's a couple of flaws in that logic, if you're not hip to that jive. Easter 
a lot more fun. Personal opinion. Well, see, I was raised in a evangelical Christian family that appropriated Passover. And yeah, I, I don't remember it being an enjoyable experience. There's a lot of salt water and bitter herbs. It's not a fun time. It is a lot more appealing to do an Easter egg hunt full of candy, dying Easter eggs, all of the fun things that seem to be associated with pagan Easter, I guess we can call it. But of course, Robin loves a holiday that involves buying things for her children. An Easter basket, totally up her alley. She single-handedly saved Christmas for this family, so you know she's making Easter great again, too, (laughs) while she's at it. Because magically, when Robin joined the family, that was when Cody, his heart grew three sizes that day as well, and started celebrating Resurrection Sunday. Still not Easter. Well, he won't call it that because he can't be a hypocrite. No, they observe Passover and Resurrection Sunday. Although it sounded like they don't do Passover anymore. He didn't mention it in this episode, just Resurrection Sunday. No, it's just something to flex on from other fundamental Christian people. So that's what we've got going on. And this is really exciting to Christine because it's like an act of rebellion against Cody. She has to admit that part of the reason, the allure of Easter, what it is, is just because Cody said no to Easter for so long. She's kind of into it. She's saying yes to everything Cody said no to. What I'm going to need to say no to is what Christine is doing in this segment where she is loading up some Easter eggs for the Easter egg hunt that she's about to have with her children with candy and money going into these Easter eggs, which I'm okay with candy and money being prizes that you find in the Easter eggs. Just for the love of God, don't put them in the same egg. But here's the thing. If you only put the money in one, it's very obvious that you're only looking for the light eggs. Oh, maybe put a rock in there or something, too. (laughs) Really throw them off. See, you know what we used to do is we would put coins in our Easter eggs. So this is the other thing that's differentiating here is she's not messing around with nickels, dimes, and quarters here. She's straight dollar dollar bills. Yeah, she had. I saw a five in there. This is where Cody's money's going, clearly. (laughs) I'm sure he's thrilled about it. (laughs) Okay, when you said you had an issue, I thought we were going to talk about Aspen's page boy hat. Oh, well, that didn't help. Yeah, that wasn't anything. She's definitely wearing a hat. It's quite a hat. Girl, it's a choice. It's a hat that we've left behind in the early 2000s. It belongs there. I wasn't sure if she was going to shine people's shoes on the porch before they went into the house. Maybe she was selling newspapers. Extra, extra, read all about it. There's money in these eggs. (laughs) She have a transatlantic accent now? Did I say that with a transatlantic accent? (laughs) It started to go a little bit there. (laughs) That's just the old-timey newsboy speak, I suppose. Cody's bitter about this, of course, because they're starting new traditions as a family without him. Even though he started a whole new family without them. (laughs) Right, yeah. But Cody just hopes that the rest of the family is eventually going to fall in line so that they'd be able to share in this great dynamic that he gets to experience with Robin and her kids of just blind authoritarianism. I don't know. Maybe don't be such an asshole and people will want to spend time with you. It's just it's a thought. 
Maybe call the people that you want to have relationships with. Yeah, but I don't really, I don't want to not be an asshole then. So that's kind of a problem it's, for me. It's a requirement. Yeah, that's hard. That, that requires work on my part, and I'm not really interested in that. My favorite part of this whole segment was Robin pretending to be devastated by the loss of having family around them for the holidays. And then cut to Mary. It was just a regular Sunday for me. No one called me. Nobody asked me to come over. Nobody invited her anywhere, and she didn't feel the need to invite herself over anywhere. So, yeah, it was just another regular Sunday for her. Keeping the fajita cantina open, wiping down the bar. Working overtime. So we need Robin to stop complaining about this because she's not going out of her way to interact with the one family member who they do still have close to them and who does want to have a relationship with her kids. Yeah, definitely not Christine and Chanel, because their whole agenda, according to Cody, is to divide the family and separate the kids from Cody, obviously, so they can have the kids all to themselves. They get to pretend to be the big, happy family that they used to be. A long, 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 long time ago. Well, that was when it was yeah, still fake, too. So now they're, they are happy. Everybody seems exponentially happier to have Cody out of their lives. The less time you spend with Cody, the better your life gets. We need one of his Kinko's charts to show that. Less time with Cody, the higher the arrow goes. It's an inverse, arrow. Yeah, inverse relationship to happiness. But what was going on with the music cue at the end of this, too? I felt like I was watching Stranger Things. <laughs> it was like a very different sort of tone that we were going for here. Well, I guess because things are going to get weird because we're heading back to the B&B where Mary is filming a completely different show from Sister Wives. Apparently, she and Jen have started some type of home renovation show that the editors think we want to be constantly updated on every episode. Yeah, they should call it before and after because those are the only shots that we see. We don't actually see anything really taking place in the middle. It's just sort of stuff that happens, and then they update you along the way. I'm sorry, was it done? Because all I remember was an empty room. There were still like some bicycles in there. It's like, did you really need those because still? It wasn't done because she was talking about how they had to put the floor down, and then they were talking about baseboards. Baseboard comes with floors, doesn't it? Doesn't it? That's the debate. The riveting content that Mary is shooting for us this season. At the Fajita Cantina Americana Crafting Carriage House. Also, am I nuts or did we watch Mary say the exact same thing a few episodes ago about her relationships with everyone in the family and how she can't let loose with anyone but Jen? I'm pretty sure you know that what was... I mean? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the conversation with Robin at Mary's house when she was doing the initial reveal that she was moving the business up to Parowan. Didn't we hear her say it again when they were moving things into the moving truck in the last time we saw the carriage house? Oh, probably. Yeah. What are we on? Number three at we're this just, point? Yeah. It's, time is a flat circle in the Sister Wives universe. Things are not looking good for her and Cody as we all expected, given the fact that nothing's really changed since she's made this big move, which isn't a move. And also, Cody doesn't see a future with her, which we've known. We know this. That we're moving at a glacial pace towards the end of their relationship. Yeah, and Robin's just hoping that Mary can just keep getting strung along 
until Cody stops being mad so that then they can work on things, which is also never. That's never going to be a time that exists. Well, he has to stop being so angry, but then also like every problem in their lives needs to be resolved. And then he'll be ready to tackle the Mary problem head on. Yeah, now we have all these other important family conflicts that have arisen to the top of the priority list. So we'll deal with those later after we unify the rest of the family and deal with all of these other fires that we created during COVID. So do you think that's why he's forming all of these negative relationships with his children so that he has to heal them one at a time and it just extends the timeline until he finally gets to Mary? It's just making that list longer and longer that Mary just keeps falling further and further down. But hey, Mary's got offers. Jen's found some contractors to do Mary's hole if she's interested. Just saying. So close, Jen. So close. It's fill the hole. We we need I think she needs she needs that. Mary needs her holes filled? It's been a while. That's for sure. Where was Mary drunk on the couch reacting to that? That's what we were missing. Yeah, they're making some brave jokes, leaving those in now. I feel like that would have been edited out. A couple seasons ago, just Mm -hmm. a mere three or four seasons ago, they would have left that on the cutting room floor. We do get such little footage of Mary, though, that they have to leave us something. I'm sure 90% of what she submitted that was self-shot is just her and Jen giggling, and you can't understand anything that's said. It's a hefty majority of the footage, I would say, yes. But Mary and Jen are joking about how... Jen washed Mary's car and there's so many bugs on the front of it. They're talking about this stuff. Can you be friends with somebody who washes your car? (laughs) Well, it's not just her friend that washes her car. The whole story started about how Jen's husband washes Mary's car. So he does more for Mary than Cody has done for years. Which I respect that more, I guess. (laughs) I I don't know why it was bothering me so much. How many friends' cars have you washed in your life? Zero. None. None. Not None. one. Not a single time has that happened. I would take it through a, a, a car wash. I haven't done it, but I would. With someone in the car with you, maybe? I've washed a car, my car, next to a friend washing their car. I've had that happen. <laughs> well, to be fair, Jen is on the Mary payroll. She does literally work for her. Well, that's what I'm saying. There needs to be like a separation there. Some things you can't assign those tasks to friends. I can't wait for the Mary and Jen falling out that ultimately, hopefully, will end up with a bunch of stuff being spilled somewhere on the internet. Don't go weird. This is all strictly platonic. With Sean. that Was his name Sean? Sure. So with Jen's husband, but she didn't specify Jen. Do we go weird with Jen, maybe? Well, I think she's made that abundantly clear. You don't go weird with the ladies. I just want to see Mary go weird with someone. Get weird for once. But Mary must have been uh, watching a couple episodes of The Office with Prison Mike because she's been realizing lately she's got a good life. She's got a good life. (laughs) Every time we do it, I feel like it's very Darcy and Stacy. (laughs) Get a good life, Darcy. (laughs) Platitudes and cliches that are abounding on that. We We should get them all in a room together. They could write a book. And prison right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So if that wasn't interesting enough, we're going to go over to Coyote Pass. Well, not Coyote Pass exactly. Over at Robin and Cody's house that's kind of adjacent to Coyote Pass where we get some footage of Cody lumberjacking off (laughs) and Robin's trimming the hedges. They were doing some outdoor activities. I guess, (laughs) remember when we used to get so much footage of Janelle raking? It was a lot of gardening. Because it was 2020. They love that kind of B-roll. Cody finally says it, though. He says that we've all known all these years, which is that he's married to the love of his life, Robin. But they still got all this angst in their lives because of these other women. Yeah, the problem with Robin, even though she's the best and he loves her so much, but man, she's always bugging him about reconciling with Mary and now also Janelle. And it's like, ugh, God. Not Christine, though, apparently. No, not Christine. Oh, no, no. Christine's the devil. Well, she's on her way to sleeping with another man. So Robin's ready to write her off the list. I think she's officially released. <laughs> I liked the footage of Janelle walking the dogs just completely unbothered. There's double fisting on the leashes there, too. (laughs) So we get that while Cody is talking about how Janelle's not interested in reconciling. And to be honest, he really isn't interested either because he doesn't want to talk to Janelle anymore because she spends too much time with Christine. And it's pathetic how much influence Christine has over Janelle. What I thought was pathetic was his next statement, which was when he was talking about how whenever he talks to Janelle, it always gets back to Christine and then it gets to the rest of the kids, the adult kids who he doesn't get along with. And Cody just doesn't want anybody talking about him. I think it's just he doesn't like when people compare notes because he has set things that he's used to giving them as responses that placate them as individuals. He can manage them on a one-on-one basis, but as soon as the group dynamic comes into play, then he has to keep his stories straight. He has to keep his reasons to one singular reason. He can't provide all these different answers to all these different people for all these different reasons. Can't keep up with the lies. It's getting more and more complicated. Also, from the mouth of a man who wants to have so much control over his wives that he wants them to submit to patriarchy. But it's pathetic, the influence that Christine has over Janelle. If only that was my influence. Right. I wish I had that level of relationship with Janelle where she would do what I say 
Because he wants it from a control aspect, not from I have your best interest at heart and there's a guiding principle there. No, that's not what we're talking about. So as usual, Cody is busy throwing a pity party or I don't know, as Robin would say, he's going all while the rest of the family is gathering yet again. But this time they're only a few miles away in a rental in Flagstaff. And this is where suddenly... We have jumped forward, and it's July. It looks like the 4th of July, doesn't it? At least Memorial Day. Well, they said it was the 4th. Well, they didn't say it was the 4th of July. It 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 was July. Okay. It's July. They're getting together. And because it takes so long for them all to commit to plans, they're already starting to think about what they're going to do for the holidays. Did you catch that Janelle said on the couch? She was talking about how getting together with Christine and her kids and everybody in their little portion of the family now is just so much continuity for her. But we don't have an ounce of continuity on this show. Is that the bitter irony here? (laughs) Is that our storyline is completely jumbled, but then Janelle is talking about continuity? I don't know. Is the whole point that they're trying to make in this storyline that there's no hope of this family ever getting back together for a gathering? Janelle said it multiple times that she's never going to spend another holiday with Cody. But do they think that as an audience, we're expecting them to all get back together or that we want the band to get back together and spend time with one another? Maybe at Cody and Robin's vow renewal. The kiss of death for reality TV. (laughs) I'm sure they'll have a big blowout ceremony because Robin didn't get the wedding that she actually wanted the first time because she had to hold back on what the ceremony was because of all of her dumb sister wives. Oh, and she had to wear that stupid clotta ring instead of the horse ring because she and Cody have matching horse rings. I don't know if we talked about that on here yet. Yeah, we did. Yeah, That they have the matching rings. Oh, absolutely. So she got the ring she always wanted, I guess. Now she needs the wedding. There's not enough balloon jars with handwritten directions scribbled in there to make me want to see that footage. Long story short, no one's planning on spending time with Cody and Robin for Christmas this year. Or Mary, you know, we'll throw her in there too. We That was assumed. But basically, it's just going to be Janelle and Christine and their kids again. Which, how exciting that we're talking about Christmas and New Year's. We're talking about Christmas 2022, New Year's 2023. They're just teasing us with it. They're just dangling it in front of us. So close. So far. Like the carrots, and we're just the donkeys walking the circle like Robin, according to Cody. They could all get together, though, if the relationships were better. But it's all Christine and Janelle's faults that the relationship Cody has with his boys is so bad right now. Right. They're withholding his tender-aged adult children, Gabe and Garrison, and feeding them all these lies about his character, his actions, and his behavior that's making them not want a relationship with him. Well, that's one part of it. But the big part is that they raise these kids and they don't know what accountability is themselves. So they didn't teach that to the children. So now when he tried to hold Gabe and Garrison accountable during COVID, he couldn't. And that is all because of the terrible parenting done by Janelle and Christine. So he admits he had no influence on the parenting. He didn't contribute anything on that. Is that what we're getting? It's just so funny because that is such a typical 
narcissist thing to do, taking something that is actually something that you lack, which is his own accountability and being held accountable, but then projecting it onto other people. And this is where Garrison was talking about. He mentioned having people over to his house because he recently bought a house in Flagstaff. So to have family members over to his house and see it and share in the joy of that milestone in life. He mentioned it to Cody and Janelle already knows how that's going to play out. Cody has a house. It's Robin's house. You got to see the king in the castle. He doesn't come to anybody else's house. We already know that for a fact. And word for word, Cody explains that in his next line of dialogue. I already have a house. If they want to come see me, come see me at my house. I got my own house. This is the problem, though. I really don't like either idea, right? Because it feels like you're on enemy territory, which is why I don't like the idea that everyone has to come to Cody and Robin's house and kiss the ring. And you know that part of that is about showing respect to Robin, which is, I think, one of the biggest problems in the dynamic here. But he also didn't want to go to a neutral space last holiday, Christmas, last Christmas, last New Year's, with a rental. Why can't we just get a rental, a family rental for the holidays? Well, because Christine and Janelle paid for it, so he didn't like that. So he can't pick a rental? It's very emasculating. He can't afford the rentals that he wants. What about the barn dominium? Still under construction. We're waiting for permits. He told Mary they could build it fast. It goes up quick. Yeah, if you build it out of straw, just get some hay bales. Well, that was the plan when Mary was going to live in it. Now we're going to use some stronger materials. Because otherwise he's going to huff and puff and blow the house down. So things aren't sounding too hopeful for the holidays this year. And it's been a long time since Janelle and Christine have seen the other adults. Well, they've seen Cody because Salsa Brava. But (laughs) Mary and Robin, yeah, it's been a while. Kind of forget about Mary. We still do. How is Janelle still living in Flagstaff and she has not crossed paths with Mary and Robin? Do they all purposely shop at different stores, go to different places? Do they not go to Salsa Brava, Mary and Robin? That's probably why, yeah, they're not running into people here. If you're not going to Salsa Brava, it's the place to be. They've got a lot of leftovers this season, so they haven't been grocery shopping a lot. That's true. They are loaded up. More riveting content, because today Robin is bringing Rora, Ari, and Saul to Mary's house for a little visit. And it's a little glimpse into Robin's retirement, because we have Mary sitting on a porch in Flagstaff, On a nice, beautiful spring day, because yes, we are reverting back to spring again, shifting gears, and the kids are coming over. Little kids are excited to see Mary. She loves that unconditional love that you get from children. Most narcs do. But this is important. Robin tells us it's important to Mary to have a relationship with my kids. Because it's kind of Mary's only last connection, final connection to the family, so it's sort of a big deal. But it wasn't, it's important to me that Mary has a relationship with my kids. No, 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 no. It is very important to Mary, not to anybody else. I also feel, though, like Robin is always self-serving in the things she says. So I almost wonder if that was meant to be a subtle, you know... Mary wants to have a relationship with my kids, unlike those See You Next Tuesdays, Christine and Janelle. 
who just want to ostracize us and have nothing to do with us. It's just a general pat on the back for how great of a sister wife Robin is because she couldn't care less about Mary as a person, as an individual, but she knows that it's very important to Mary to have a relationship with Robin's kids, so she allows that to happen. It did kind of seem like the kids were more excited to see the dog. They thought Mosby might be there. Mosby's not there. Yeah, he doesn't live there. You know, because they can't have a dog at their house because Mm -hmm. Cody's very anti-pets, anti-dog in particular. So maybe they just go to Mary's house to get it out of their system to play with the dog for a little while. Well, also, they can't have a dog at Robin's house because she keeps kicking him. (laughs) It It becomes a whole PETA issue. It's a big problem. Is that why Mosby wasn't at Mary's house? Yeah, Mary was like calling Leon and was like, you got to come get Mosby right now. Mosby cannot be here for this. Where is the nearest doggy daycare? It's not safe here. In case you forgot, Robin kicks dogs. Please don't ever forget that. It's documented footage. It's part of the canon. (laughs) It was really sad to see a shot of Mary's backyard because we've seen... The lone swing, right? The tree swing that everybody's like, why does she have that? Apparently so that kids can come over because she has a whole freaking playground. The play set. We saw that in the background at the conversation in the living room with Mary and Robin a couple episodes ago. And everybody was so confused why she has all this stuff. It's so Robin's kids can come over and play on it. One time a year. Once in a while. Whenever Robin feels like. Being the big-hearted sister wife that she is. We're going to put a pin in that because Janelle is literally sipping tea as she pulls Christine aside at the rental so that they can have a little chit-chat alone for a while and pretend that they've not talked to each other about any of the stuff they're going to film about right now. Right. And it's a four-floor rental, so pick a living room. I suppose we're going to go downstairs, though. And Janelle is carefully flip-flopping down the stairs and stopping halfway along the way here. You got to be careful. Got her tea. Don't spill. That's too far to carry a cup of liquid. It's too much. No. There's a lot going into this. And you know the tea is piping hot. It's been a week Christine has been at this rental with her kids. So Janelle's curious. You seen Cody at all? You come over? You've been here a whole week. No. Why would Cody come visit us? First of all, it's a rental. Second of all, weird question. Second of all, it's me. (laughs) It's Christine and her kids. He didn't come over when they were married. Why would he come over when they're divorced? That sparks a whole conversation about Cody's habits of coming to the wives' houses when they were married. Visitation and rotations. We know that Christine's side of the story was that he would show up just before dinner And that he would leave first thing in the morning, sometimes before everybody even woke up. Cody denied that. But now Janelle is telling us the same story. He would do that to her, too. That was his normal schedule, as she defined it. 6.30, 7 o'clock in the evening, and then out first thing in the morning to go help Robin get her kids ready for school. Which is infuriating for so many reasons. But for Janelle, particularly because Logan was parentified, and he was the one getting all of her kids ready for school when they lived in Lehigh. None of the other wives have ever had that experience of Cody leaving another wife's house to come over early to their house to help them do anything. Robin has literal adults 
that still live in her house with her. And they cannot step up, apparently, to help with this task, nor can Robin do it herself, even though that was fully expected of all of the other wives. So the question becomes, why? Why is this happening? And Cody explains, it's because he gets to cosplay being a good dad to Saul and Ari, and he takes them to school because he likes it. It's nothing that Robin's convinced him or asked him or begged him or pleaded with him to do. It's stuff that he likes to do, and he just does it on his own. Did the other kids not go to school? Like, when he was at Christine's house, did Isabel and Gwen and Truly not go to school? Truly was doing homeschool, wasn't she? Does Did Savannah not go to school? Did these <laughs> kids go to school. These kids went to school, too. You could have taken your other kids to school. Uh, see, but I think it's because he likes the way that Saul and Ari worship him, right? Because Mary was talking about how kids love unconditionally, remember? Children, small children. Small, delicate, tender children. That's the part that he's leaving off on the reasoning. He likes taking Saul and Ari because they worship him. Because they have no judge of character yet. That's not something that he's going to teach them about. No. Also, I'm sure Robin never asked him to do it. She just dropped hints about how much the kids like it and how much help she needs and how grateful she is for him to be there in the mornings. Oh, it was never Robin's idea. I just knew it was only going to cause problems, but Cody, every time I talk about it, he would not let me talk him out of it. What does the nanny do? The nanny doesn't bring the kids to school. The nanny doesn't pick the kids up from school because we saw Cody do that in an earlier episode, too. Or was that last season? We saw him pick Ari and Saul up from the first day of school at one point. Well, he came home. He was going through the lunch boxes on the, the front door there. I thought at some point he mentioned that he likes to pick them up from school. I'm sure he does. Someone needs to interview the nanny. Maybe their nanny is like a Fran Drescher nanny. Like, she just wanders around the house all day. She sits on Mr. Sheffield's desk from time to time. She goes shopping, and sometimes she goes to the kids' activities at school. But it's mostly whatever shenanigans she can get into for good content because, man, they're having a terrible job coming up with content. And that's this what season. they should be filming. That's what they need to get. They need to get that sort of a nanny that can deliver on the content. But this is about the point when Christine is trying to define. Bad sister wife. A bad sister wife to Christine is someone who monopolizes the husband and steals time away from other wives with the husband, where Cody is defining a bad sister wife as a wife who withholds their children from their father, which is exactly what he thinks Christine has done. Well, takes the children away from the father, but... From what we heard, apparently he only spent, what, 12 hours in that house? In six months? <laughs> From time to time when he dropped by. And the majority of that, they were asleep. And then he left first thing in the morning to bring their siblings to school. So she took her kids away from an uninvolved father. Well, and that's the thing, too, is what, you're going to accuse Janelle of withholding Gabe? And Garrison, from you? It's your relationship with your adult children. 
Well, but it's because of the nasty and untrue things that she said. The rumors and the nastiness. She got into their heads. And now they won't answer the phone when he calls. See, but for Cody, it's always loyalty. Robin is loyal. Christine wasn't. It's that simple. Robin blindly obeys and Christine doesn't. So Janelle's birthday is in May. And we're pretending that they have not had a conversation about how that birthday dinner went until now. You're going to let that simmer for a month? I don't think so. No, no. The minute that Janelle closed that door behind her, she had to be texting Christine, telling your girl how that went. So if you can believe it or not, it was not a very romantic date. (laughs) It was sort of like being on a date with a friend. Who's also... Married, I guess, because he dropped her off at her apartment. She went upstairs and he drove off back to Robin's house. And hadn't heard from him for about two weeks after that. Just parted ways, thankfully, like she wanted, because we were worried. Was there a booty call? Is that why they shut the cameras off? What was going on? I was worried. Well. I thought that there were mistakes had been made. That's something that we needed to be concerned about because Janelle wants... A deeper relationship, a more fulfilling relationship than just friends with the benefits, because that's what she and Cody have been for years. And that's what Cody was trying to turn against Janelle as well, about how he felt objectified, where she just wants him for his manly pecs and his washboard abs. (laughs) So is that the origin of where this came from? I guess. That's how he has to counter that, is she was referring to him as friends with benefits. And so he's like, what, am I just a sex god to you, an object (laughs) to be used? (laughs) (laughs) This is all making Christine very sad. It's making me sad. She's really sad for her friend. Chanel is her friend. She's more than just someone who her husband was also married to at the same time that she was married to him as well. And Janelle's kind of picking up on that pity energy, and she's not really liking it. Janelle knows that she deserves more. She's feeling like Christine is trying to convince her that she deserves more. Janelle is fully aware that she deserves more, and she's trying to get more, but I think she's coming to the realization that it's not going to come from this guy. He can't provide it to you. I think Christine's just frustrated because she was married to Janelle's husband and she knows how shitty he is. So it's like, when are you going to finally say, this is it? I'm definitely done with this relationship. And she's kind of doing it, but then she's not making any moves, right? She's not moving anywhere. She's staying in the same apartment that she's been in. She's occasionally going on a date with Cody. So I guess red flags are going up for Christine because Janelle did leave the family a couple times and then end up going back. So you don't really have a great track history, girl. This is where they had to shoehorn in. There was a a whole segment where we got everybody's take on a family reunion at this point. We had to do a quick temperature gauge on that. Why are we talking about that? We know Logan's wedding is coming up. That is the family reunion. But they're not going to film? Are they going to film that? Were they there? Did we see cameras? I don't think they did. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that they did not want that to be part of the wedding. 
that's what they have to refer to it as then, as a family reunion for the storyline. It's not going to happen, is the long story short. Well, what's funny is that Janelle has no desire to seek out a family reunion, but if something were to occur, she wouldn't be against it. Mary's into it. Christine's into it. The only two people who are actively against family reunion and reuniting at this point are Robin and Cody, Mm -hmm. who explicitly say Robin is against it until everything is resolved. Because if you get everybody together and there's problems, you're only asking for arguments and fights to break out. Also, so what? We want to see it. Film it. That's the content, Robin. You're so close. You're so close to it. How about we have Nancy be the MC for the next family reunion? And she could be there to help mediate the fights that break out. I think Pat would need to be there for emotional support for Cody, though. And for the delicious potato salad. Delicious. I just thought it was funny where Robin is using the excuse of all the problems between the kids and Cody, the adult children, Janelle's adult children specifically, and Cody, where Cody's only problem, the only person that he doesn't want to reconcile with is Christine. (laughs) So they can't even get on the same page about that either. How about Cody just doesn't go and everyone else can get together? These are the family reunions. Without Cody and Robin, that's the family. Well, and Mary. You forgot Mary. Yeah, it's just forgetting Mary is part of the family tradition. Well, back at her house... Robin is, I guess, trying to embarrass Rora or give her some sort of storyline that we can then follow up on throughout the season. Is that the point? We're trying to get some airtime. Yeah. We're trying to secure more airtime. Because Aurora has been seeing a guy. I'm sorry. Visiting a guy. Visiting. Not seeing. Visiting. Visiting. So is it Prison Mike? Right. That's interesting language. That Visitation? I don't. Feel like I've heard. Is he currently incarcerated? Well, Rora is at the ripe old age of 20 now, so it is about time she starts dating. And they have things in common like movies and space. Movies and space. What about movies in space? Movies about space? Set in space? I guess it depends what films he has access to behind bars. Here's $10. Go see a Star War. Mary wants to know more. It's been a long time since she's uh, gotten this worked up. Oh, my. Yeah, she's about ready to call that contractor to fill that hole. And this is maybe seeming like a viable dating path for her. Can you tell me more about how you become a pen pal with an inmate? Well, uh, well, uh, well, uh, huh. (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. Oh, God. That was. um, There it is. That that was really uh, dating this, huh? This is making Robin and Mary reminisce, though, on the good old days of the past. Like how Mary was 19 and she was already married and Rora's already a year older than that. So in comparison, it's scary to realize you're looking at Rora, who is fresh out the womb, basically, 240 months, (laughs) and she's dating. She's not ready for marriage. So why did I think I was ready for marriage when I was 19? This honestly made me feel bad for Mary because I feel like she's been very villainized for the way she acted in the early years of their marriage. But 
She says that she never regretted marrying Cody, but she regretted that she didn't take time to get to know who she was before they actually got married. Well, and this is the season of Marisance, and so we are coming to that same conclusion and making those discoveries right along with you, Mary. And then we just round things out with Robin telling us about how Aurora's got good old-fashioned conservative values. Don't have to worry about her getting all loose with the boys. So that's good. Reassuring. Well, she can't anyway until they can have conjugal visits. So I think you have to schedule those in advance. It's a whole thing. It's a lot of work. She couldn't schedule her own COVID test. So that's not going to happen. Mary's got another life update to share with Robin that Robin does not care about. She has signed a contract on this house, which means that Mary is not moving which means that she's not downsizing. So that's a win-win for Mary. (laughs) She kind of had to do it, though, because Cody's really convinced that she has moved to the B&B. So she can't physically leave this house, or it's just going to reinforce that she has left and lives in the state of Utah. A hundred percent. Yeah, that is going to be the last time that you will ever see Cody. He's going to be like, well, she's out of our lives forever now. That was all it took. The B&B. I knew it was going to be the B&B. Robin doesn't really care. She's actually confused about what Mary is talking about. What, what a contract on, on this house? Like, like you're not moving? You're going to stay in a rental? This rental. This is the rental. We're here. You're at my house. This is my house. My abode. I mean, she's only been here a few times before, so you could have given her a whole new address and she wouldn't have known. She still has to punch it into the GPS every single time. She's really thankful, though, that Robin came over with the kids because she is still willing to take any scraps that Cody and Robin will throw at her. Yeah, because I love how Cody was complaining that Mary doesn't have much involvement with him and Robin and the kids anyway. But it's because you don't invite her to things. You don't keep her informed of stuff that's going on in your lives either. So why would she keep you updated? And well, and she is trying to keep them updated. Hey, I'm moving my business up to Utah. Here's the situation. And he's still not understanding that. He doesn't want to understand it. She's not moving. Mary is not moving to Utah. Mary is moving her clothing business to her other business, which happens to be in Utah. It'd be so much better, though, if she would just move to Utah. Clean breaks. Cody's all about clean breaks. Janelle's still working on that tea. And she says she's been thinking for about a year now, about leaving Cody. She started realizing that she needed something else from her relationship with Cody, mainly that she needed a relationship with Cody from her relationship with Cody. That does coincide with Christine leaving the family. Well, once one leaves, I I mean, Mary's been gone, kind of, but... But no one liked her. Is that when Christine started thinking about divorce? She's like, wow, there's light at the end of this tunnel. This divorce is different, though, because it's amicable. Christine and Cody clearly hate one another, but Cody didn't really have much of a reaction to Janelle not wanting to reconcile. I believe that Janelle thinks that this is a very amiable separation that's taking place right now. I think the only reason that it is, though, is because Cody doesn't know that It's a final separation that's taking place between them. And that's the only reason. So Janelle's just going to let that ride. I think you're right, because 
what we see in the confessional footage where Cody is making comments about how she's influenced the children and the anger that's coming out of him there, we haven't really seen him express in real time in the episodes. And so it's almost like as more time has gone on in reality and he has seen that she's really not coming back, it has become less amiable. She's just trying to slink out of there. Just slide into the shadows and just disappear into the night. Hey, Mary was able to do that. She didn't try, but she did slide into the shadows. Cody kind of shoved her into the (laughs) shadows and then shut more lights off to make sure that she stayed in the shadows. We have to talk about what's next then. If we're closing this door, what does the next door look like that you're willing to open? Joe Darger. (laughs) Obviously. I don't think that she would be into Joe Darger. No, I thought No offense, Joe Darger. I don't think you're a listener, but. They tweeted us a couple times, but no, different. I thought Christine might take a bite at that, but I think she was just shut off from polygamy in general. She just likes to flirt with Joe Darger when Cody's around. (laughs) Janelle still believes in their faith. So if she was to find someone who was living plural marriage and she felt like she was called to it, she would do it again. I feel like that was the part of the conversation that Christine was most disappointed with. She's like, oh, so you're still in the faith and stuff? (laughs) Damn it. Because we were going to do a seance for Easter here if you celebrate. (laughs) We're making all kinds of realizations in this conversation. For the first time ever, Janelle admits that Cody is a monogamist. That's what happened was he just started living monogamy with Robin. And then we hear Garrison's line from their conversation Last episode, they can have each other. From the mouth of babes. So is Garrison influencing Janelle? Or is it Janelle influencing Garrison? Which direction is that going? We know the way Cody thinks it's going. I think the definitive statement here is, Christine put it very poignantly, that Cody's not going to stop being Robin's husband so he can be Janelle's husband. And I think that's the issue that's been staring this family down for quite some time. He got a word salad from Cody on this, though, because he's not getting it. Just like he's not getting the whole Mary moving her business, but not her whole life to Utah. He also doesn't understand why Janelle can't be married to him now. Why can't Janelle be married to me? She was married to me when I was married to Mary. She was married to me when I was married to Christine. She's married to me when I married Robin. Why not now? It's like, you can't think of any differences, any sort of changes that have happened in your life in the last 25 years to get you from point A to point B. Cannot even fathom what's going on. Why can't she just continue to suffer in silence while simultaneously being married to me and me being a better husband to Robin? Because we did it for so long. The whole Janelle, though, being into their religion still kind of sucks for multiple reasons, one of which is that she doesn't even know how she's supposed to get a release from her marriage. Because if you remember, they're not part of the AUB anymore. They don't have anyone to go to to ask for a release. And remember all those steps of the process that they have to go through in order to get an official divorce? Relent, recoil, release. She's not there yet, but man, she's close. Loved Christine and the shade that she brought this episode with reminding us about 
those rules, which Robin informed us of back on the porch, which, you know, one of which is that you have to have sex with another man before you can have your release from your prior marriage. Those are the rules that Robin made up. So why can't Janelle just make up some of her own rules (laughs) to say, I just get to say when I'm released as a person and it's a definitive thing. We can't have that much autonomy in the decision, though. It needs to be God's plan. That's really the end of the conversation in Janelle's words. This tea was good. It was spicy. I think that's how we can sum up the episode. We like spicy tea too, Janelle. (laughs) And she does seem to kind of get it. Cody's been this guy for a while, and he's just been waiting for everyone to drop off and leave him. And the only time that he actually cares about his wives leaving is when his ego is involved. But how can you stay involved with this man when all he can give you are scraps? Next episode, Christine is ecstatic when McKelty tells her she's having twins. I hope that's not a spoiler for anyone. Then Mary reveals that while out for their anniversary, Cody finally admitted that he no longer wants a relationship with her. And she is forced to consider ending their marriage for good. It was a really weird preview. It, I felt like it, it, it ended very abruptly. There was like two things that we saw. One of which was Truly's birthday party at the Shira Chateau. And there was just a weird, vague statement from Cody talking about a mild strain. And I was like, oh no, are we back on coronavirus storylines? <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.